I'm just catching up to, because for some reason you yeah. had listened to more episodes than I did. Yeah, I skip. I I went back and I like listened to some previous one or like ones that I had skipped, and I don't know what happened. I feel like some of them like m- didn't show up in my. I don't know, and all of a sudden I was like, yeah, I skipped like 20 episodes. What the heck? Okay, so. I went back, listened you to some uh, life hack ones, listened DIYs and life hacks. Uh, uh, I thought the ones about the challenge were rather interesting to go Me back too. and listen to. I think those are the ones that I avoided for some reason. Well, I think we, I think we know what the right. reason is. Right. But like that oh, one. Okay. So the one that I listened to that was about the challenge, I think it was episode like 36, mm-hmm. maybe it was called cold calling cast members Ooh. but then there was also the one that was called behind challenge the mania are you serious challenge mania with sarah grayson and i was like wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> isn't that funny did we inspire I the challenge maybe. mania name maybe we i did. didn't even think about that and i totally saw it on there yes and i thought that was definitely before their show. So definitely. Maybe they felt, they maybe saw it without even realizing it. We also did one, uh, I think this was about episode 20 or so that was behind the scenes of What did MTV's you think of that challenge. one? Uh, you know, it was interesting because a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that it was like the first time we were really talking about it. And it's yeah. now stuff that we've talked about so much that it would be like common knowledge for people about the lights, but one and, and how the lights are on all the time and how we have to ask permission to turn those off. And one of the things that I wrote down though, that I had forgotten because it had been so long since I was on a challenge. And we've talked about this a lot about how when a lot of time passes, for, you know, between challenges. You remember the good stuff and you forget some of the more, I don't know, peculiar symptoms, we'll call it that, or like effects of being on the challenge. Also, if you guys are watching the video version of this, Susie's cat just came <laughs> over and this cat rarely makes appearances, but like when does, how cuddly is this cat? Yeah, Who do we have wants- here, Ethel? Yeah, this is Ethel. Yeah, and she really wants figure. some attention. Because Lava would not do this. <laughs> right, except when I'm going to feed her that smalls. Oh, yeah. Then she goes nuts. bananas. Yeah. yeah. This is very funny. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, I one of the things that I that I wrote down that, that came back to me in listening to this episode that I totally forgotten about was the relationship with food when you get back home from a challenge. Well, let's hear what you had to say back in the original Brain Candy episode. 
does something to you. Like the idea that somebody wakes you up every morning, tells you what time it is, tells you when you go to bed, all of your, and this is what we talked about with cults. That's right. Is that your ability to make decisions for yourself? Your sense of reality, no pun intended. Gone. Yeah. Gone. Even down to, like, I notice when I come back from a challenge, the kind of food that I eat, like, I just go nuts. And I'm because like, it's been I controlled. want everything. Like, and even if the they give stuff. you nice food, yeah. it's not what you chose. It's just there so what and you I can ch- take it yeah. or leave it. Yeah. It's like prison. And how much of your life is out of your control when you go on the challenge? And, and for me, that there were some, uh, I don't know, there, there are things I liked about that. That was part of the draw that I didn't have to worry and think about. You don't about, have to think like, about anything. You yeah. know, somebody tells me, here's breakfast, here's lunch, here's dinner. But then trying to transition back to regular life, I would go home and I would eat everything. And I don't mean like, oh, anything in the kitchen. I mean, I would want a million different varieties of food. And like, I, I didn't know what I craved. I cra- I was like craving everything. And what I was really craving was the ability to make my own decisions and say like, I want this now and I want this and I want this and I can have this. And like, I, I want to go to a restaurant and, and I, I had totally forgotten about how much that threw me off. Like my relationship with food was really messed up whenever I got back from a challenge. I, I would fixate on food. I would fixate on what I wished we could have. And like, yeah, I didn't like that. You didn't have access to food all the time. So it wasn't like, Oh, I'm hungry now. I'm peckish. I'm going to have something. It was just like, eat when it's offered or not, but you're not going to get to choose later. Right. When to eat. I hated that. Which is very, strange and kind of fucked up when you're on a, a game show that's so mu- it involves so much physical energy and exertion like you need to fuel your body you know everybody's working out around the house and everything and they're like here have an egg sandwich with this white wonder bread and I just like I ate so many egg sandwiches. It would be white bread, egg, American cheese, ketchup. I remember this. That's all That's I ate. That's so funny. Yeah. Cuz then I get like the that hyperfixation on like when something is out of my control, like what we get to eat, I'll try to control it in any way that I can. I'll get like high and then like I get that hyperfixation meal like ADHD people do where they want to eat the same thing. Mm. over and over and over because it's like the only thing you could think of so i would just eat that like crazy on the challenge would be like all i ate so weird and you never it was so unreliable like i remember you said on that one season it was in europe or whatever and they had delicious food and you could eat all these pastries and yes whatever and then there'd be other times when it was like here's um chicken foot stew right like which you know the locals made and that's nice because that's their local food but it's like you just wanted some cereal or something, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Turkey was one of one of uh, it's one of my favorite places for food outside of the challenge, and one of my least places for food while I'm on the challenge because they would just give 
different kinds of meat. It would be the same meat, like ground meat mixture in different shapes every day. Someday they would be patties. Someday they would be logs. Someday they would be, and I'd just be like, this is, we need, we need some variety. Well, and then like. Changing the shape doesn't count. We would, um, sometimes you'd complain, you know, because there is like a sense of maybe some entitlement there, of course, but, and then the crew would make sure to tell you that like you're being spoiled. You should be thankful you're even here, but then they would not eat that food. Right. The crew always had normal, quote unquote, normal, like American style food. And so that was always interesting. Yeah. It wasn't like that's all they could get. Then something happened where enough people complained or I don't know what, or there were enough people who had different dietary restrictions where now they had to go do some like grocery shopping or maybe people were like, we need vegetables and like stuff to like make. Yeah actual like healthy meals good food for us then all i i I can remember what challenge was it it was probably like two challenges before my my last one and all of a sudden we had groceries and there was a list you could write down the list and so what it told me is yes and what that taught me was, oh, you've always had the ability to do this. You just never did. Because what? It Maybe was- it's more like that now because it is much more athletic focused. Mm-hmm. So they know that people are going to have yeah. a lot more dietary whatever. Yeah. That's so weird. It definitely changed. And like, I wonder what it's like. Now, you know, we talked about this when we are doing our live Q&A and watching the new challenge that it's it's interesting to see that that what is it world champions whatever season mm-hmm. because they're they're combining the people from the USA you know version of the show with the Argentinian and the Australian and the uh, English British and I have a feeling that the culture of the challenge is different in each of those countries. Right. That the the kind of like frat boy like or frat house style like, well, this just get on board. This is how we do it here isn't how they're doing it in mm-hmm. other countries or on these other challenges because there's kind of this this – response to the Americans of like, ew, you guys are disgust. Like clean up after yourselves. That was, that was in tonight's episode again. You know how we've seen that on previous ones? Yes. And I was noticing actually when she, the woman was complaining about that. And then I just looked in the kitchen and they had those big metal catering Uh food things. And I thought to myself, wonder what food they're getting. And if they're doing Anything to accommodate the different cultures represented? Mm-hmm. Probably not. It's probably Mm-mm. just like this is the cheapest and easiest, but because, mm-hmm. like you said, they're combining different countries, right? It's I, I bet it's a complicated, yeah, production. Just element. breakfast, you know, and people want what they want for breakfast. Mm. What you're putting on your toast is different in every country, and <laughs> right. You know, and it feels right. like I, I, if I were in any of those, it, I'd want that what was familiar to me and what, what felt 
like typical. Is, why do you think so? You know how on your show uh, you had Subway that was sponsoring uh-huh. you, and then on um, Road Rules Fears Revenge we had Wendy's, and oh. there have been different ones over the years. I haven't seen one in a long time. What do you think yeah. it's because advertisers aren't interested in sponsoring the show? I, I think maybe that's a little bit of it. I think it's too hard to um, put, like, invest a lot of money in advertising on a show where you don't have any control of how those cast members or characters are going to mm-hmm. represent your brand. So you think it's reality TV wide, not just the challenge? Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. I think there are a few brands who just go, and we don't care. And like, but yeah, if I were, if I were, well, I, and also I'll never forget somebody from production said that they learned their lesson in giving challengers like swag and stuff when everybody was wearing the animal like costume funny onesies and ct and adam got in that big fight or ct and uh adam um, king davis no it was adam king oh okay adam yeah and everybody's fighting and arguing in onesies and there's no context there's no like explanation of it and they have to like add the explanation of why everybody's in onesies so they stopped doing stuff like that because like they need they couldn't it looks silly it looks silly yeah, what on the episode that I listened to where we did cold calls, we called um Car Maria, um Kellyanne, TJ. Wow. He didn't answer, but oh. uh Wes. Wow, we were brave. Yeah, we were. I was struck by that. I was like, I would not I not do in that. a million years now. Yeah. You also text Johnny on the other one. Yeah, like but hey, I guess you. Cause we thought it was, I mean, we were closer to having done it. So it was just right. like, these are our friends. Yeah. And like we, even this genre, this like medium was new. So like podcasting wasn't right. a big deal. And people just thought, what's this stupid internet show they do? Right. Just, so yeah, we'll talk to you. Stakes. No big deal. Right. But I was, I felt that I keep laughing because my sister, um, when I talk about the various people I'm apologizing to, she said, like, who's next? Who are you, who you going to apologize to next? I'm like, you know what? I think I'm I'm running low. I think I'm making amends with enough people where I don't really have that okay. many that I can think of. And then I'll, like, hear something like these cold calls and I'll be like, well, I got to apologize to oh, Kellyanne. What did you hear? Well, no, no. Just that we called Kellyanne. We loved her. Now right. Kellyanne and I don't talk. Right, right, and right. And it definitely that... was my fault. <laughs> so like, I had heard of the list. Yeah. Um, you uh. know, I hate that because the, the, the challenge does sort of encourage yes. relationships to dissolve because there's like a lot more fighting and uncensored yeah. behavior. Yeah. But. And there's, there's like somebody talking about you. Like. N- yeah, nowhere else do you see an interview where somebody's then talking about you or discussing you. Yeah. Cause it's very bizarre. 
That does suck. Like when you think someone's your friend and then you watch a confessional or whatever and they're like this one. That's the worst <laughs> feeling. Do you remember feeling that? Yeah, I more felt like I kind of almost felt it in the other direction when I heard like Evan or Kenny talk about me in interviews because it was like, why are they why are they being assholes to my face but then being nice in interviews to me? This what the hell? That's weird. I don't think that's yeah. a common experience. No. Like Evan's like in his interviews is being like, oh, she's too nice for the challenges and like, you know, saying nice things about me and like, well, we don't want to make her cry. they're teasing. And yeah, you're right. I, cause they thought that was nice also. How silly of me to misinterpret somebody saying, oh, she's like a moped. You'd want to go for a ride, but not tell your friends about it. How dare I okay. be offended <laughs> by that? Yeah, they have a weird love language. It's like torture. Totally. Torture. I'll tell you what's not torture, and that is taking Next Evo Naturals gummies, CBD, baby. You're telling me. Listen, Every single day of my life. For real. Yes. Like now, like I better not stop because I don't know if I could like (laughs) just like. Yeah. If you went on a challenge, you'd have to take them with you. uh, For sure. Yeah, they have stress ones and sleep ones, and I take both. Yeah, the Day stress ones are my go-to. First of all, I love a sweet treat. And so yeah. the fact that they're in gummy form makes me feel like I'm just eating candy. Mm-hmm. And now I keep them in two places. I keep them in my um, uh, bathroom drawer. So when I'm like getting ready in the morning and I'm like, I open that drawer and I'm like doing my hair. I'm like, oh, there you go. Got to take that. And then right on the desk at work. You know how we said... Like not all CBD is the same. Well, part of the reason for that is that um, an independent study found that some brands contain up to 60% less CBD than they claim. Mm -hmm. So they're not doing a great job with like, you know, portions and stuff. So that's part of the reason, but it's also the smart sorb technology they use. So it takes just a few minutes and before you know it, you're feeling a lot less stress and yes. if you take the sleep ones, you're starting to get ready for night-night time. Um, they taste great. They're yeah. super... I just love them. Just have them on hand. Upgrade your CBD. Go to nextevo.com slash wrong, and you get 20% off your first order of $40 or more. That's 20% off $40 or more at nextevo.com slash wrong. Um, yeah. Let me see something, though. Oh, and on the West cold call, we we were talking to him, and I asked him, like, why he thought he and I never got along. Oh. Do you remember what his answer was? No. Wes, I have a question for you. Okay. You got a question for me? Yes, I do. I want to know why you think you and I never got along. (laughs) Why you and I don't get along? Yeah. What happened between us? You know, like us not getting along, I mean, it's like it's like 50% complimentary. So take take the next couple of statements as nothing but complimentary. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, so I tell I tell uh, my entrepreneurs that uh, that uh, you know, making good decisions is all about taking emotion out of the decisions and emotions are kind of like acid on good decision making so i tried them i try and tell them to act like a, a psychopath right because 
psychopaths are really good to work with. They make uh, great businesses. They don't let emotions drain. Uh, That's Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I kind of think you're a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. You say that to all the girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Do you right. think that I'm a psychopath in real life or just like challenge life? Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know you in real life, so I would say I would say it probably transcends into real life a little bit. Do you think you're a psychopath? I think that I wish I was, mm. in the sense of like you know, I try to be as much as possible. Right? <laughs> emotions emotions aren't good in uh, in the business world. So, you know, whether it's happiness or whether it's sadness or anger. Elation of any kind, all those they make you do stupid things. So I try and be as much so not a psychopath. And I'm not talking about like a serial killer. I'm just talking about someone that is distant, distant from their emotions. He doesn't even know what that is. I I think. Well, here's what I or felt like when I listened to it. I think it's that, and I've heard this on the show before. Whenever a woman behaves like a man, yeah, it's so unsettling to them yeah. that they will be like, she has no conscience, like she's not right. a human, right? She's a sociopath. Instead yeah. of thinking like, oh, she's just doing what every guy on the show does, correct? But that's just how I made my feel feel better about it because I don't like that he said that. Yeah, I don't like that he said that either. It's just and so dismissive. Just, it, you're, you're. I think you're right with that. That does sound like because you, if you play a logical, straight up game, right. and you take this is really an example of like damned if you do, damned if you don't, because you the emotional get, ones are crazy. Yes, right. Yep, and the ones who play the game. Look at that. Wes calls you a sociopath, and Johnny says that I now. It, he, I deserve it when he takes all my money because I played the same game he played. Mm -hmm. This is what they do. Right. They and really just... don't like when you do the same thing that they do all the time. And like, well, in the episode that we're going to watch on our lives tonight, Wes is complimentary of his partner. And I think she represents the type of woman that they all wish we all yes. were, which is like not emotional, but not, um, like rational. They just do what they're told. Right. Total, I was going to say totally agreeable. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, and that oh, they can, okay. and in a way she acts like she's like defers to him, you know, it's yeah, like, you're the boss. You're the boss. Right. And that's what they like. Mm -hmm. Just do what mm -hmm. I say and we won't have right. any trouble. It's like a hostage situation. Totally. So I didn't love that. I had the same attitude with my partner, Jordan, and we won. Well, if you're choosing it because it's yeah. strategic, I love it. Yeah. I'm like, but well, I, I had the strategy of tell him, do what I say. Oh, <laughs> I thought I, you meant, I, I told see. him that I was like, you just sit there and look pretty and be agreeable and do what I say and, and don't argue. Yeah. And, and I won. think he would acknowledge that was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Probably not in front of Johnny, but he would. Um, okay. We talked on the lifestyles of the weird and wacky episode, like Number two, because mm -hmm. there had been a first one mm -hmm. we did. Um, why did we talk about this? We were talking about like BDSM. Yeah, it's weird and wacky. Yeah. I, I don't remember the specific reason though, but 
I had asked, like, is it ever the case that people that are in BDSM relationships, like, also have separately, like, violent relationships? You know, like, they oh. fight uh-huh. and they have um, domestic violence or whatever. Oh. And you were saying, like, those those two things can't be conflated, you know, that obviously the people that are into BDSM um, frown, frown upon non-consensual violence. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about how I had read some articles recently, even like the Army Hammer stuff. So I was just thinking this when you said it. Yeah. Where it's almost like they do it as like a disguise. Yes. So yes. that is like buyer beware on that. Totally. And like one of the things I think I mentioned in that episode is that a a big part is the negotiation of what's going to happen and the agree, like the, it's planned out before it's mm-hmm. like almost staged in a way. Okay. Then we're going to do this. Then we're going to do this. And it looks like this and there's aftercare. Like there's so much consent and there's so much negotiation and like safety that anybody using that without those things, like it it's no longer that anymore. Mm-hmm. It then becomes abuse because like the foundation of that. Yeah. Kind we of, had a deal. Yeah. And now you're doing something else, which is what right. army would do. Like they totally. would, I think they would even have like safe words and stuff, but then in the what moment he would just do whatever he wanted. Creep. He is gross. He is so Talk about a sociopath. Scary. 100%. Yeah. That, I'm glad he's kind of like disappeared. He I should go to jail, but there's he like not even a, anything pending or anything. Oh my God. Um, Some of Marilyn Manson, bad, bad, Is there bad. nothing pending with that guy? I think there is. I, I think there so. there's things ha- are starting to happen with Trying that. Trying to cook. Yeah. But, okay, you know how like sometimes I kink shame and then people get mad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't care. Um I, that, that was my feeling whenever I was looking up stuff for the, to talk about this was just like, cause they passed this law. I think it was in England about how you, something about like, you can't use the BDSM thing as like a defense. You can't be uh-huh. like, what? No, we were just doing like a rough, right. rough right. sex thing. Yeah. And I just thought, if you have to make laws to like accommodate your weird mm. sexual <laughs> lifestyle, maybe dial it down a bit. I don't yeah. know because it shouldn't even resemble. Right. But I know you disagree, but that's how I feel when I read it. I'm like, maybe don't do that because yeah. you're kind of like in murky waters. Yeah. But and you don't and think it's there's, murky. Well, I think certain... Certain fetishes and kinks do, you know, like are in that murky water, water area. And I think that the ones that are often in that area or like things that people want, there's, there may be some undealt with traumas and stuff Mm. in there. Yeah, you know. maybe try to work on that part, and then if you're still into it, maybe just be real careful. And like, because the the you know, like I, I if somebody say has like a spanking fetish, like I can't imagine like the spanking fetish guy on the stand being like, 
what? This is just part like how that goes from spanking to like a crime, you know? Right. Like it's like, well, I mean, you in know, big paddle with like in a heart it, shape on your ass. What do you like? What do you think is going on? They have those for sure with hearts. That's yeah, hilarious. like the paddle is heart shaped, and when you like spank them, like it leaves the shape of a heart. Okay, okay, okay. But th- an example, I guess, of what I'm saying is that documentary who killed Robert Wan, where like. Oh. In my mind, I'm like, what was happening here? Right. But in the kink community, they're like, oh, yeah, that makes <laughs> that could happen. And something went wrong. And then they covered it up or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, what? that's da- that if if the th- I, I would explore if the thing that that gets you off is like one step away from death, whether right. it's We're you or the other person. Hutchins uh, from in excess. Like, Oh, right. Because, you know, yeah. Yeah. Asphyxiation, right. like, right. it's real good until it ain't, apparently. Right. That, <laughs> that, there's a pro, there's like maybe, maybe explore what's going on there because I, I think it's not. Yeah. You need, they need to do one of those, um, you know, the tech bros that do like those dopamine fasts. Yeah. Yeah. Reset like, that. It's like uh, that. Yeah. That you've now have to like go to such extremes. Yes, I think it's that. <laughs> yeah, you got to abstain for a minute. And yeah, like tolerance break. <laughs> yeah, tolerance break. Right. Okay, I just wanted to clarify that. Um, in episode 34, we talked about beauty and attraction. And yeah. that was where you revealed your um, love for Jeff Goldblum. But the other one who I do care about, which is like the probably mindful. And if I were like, mm-hmm. oh, and I know we've talked about this because you've rolled your eyes at this. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah. I have Jeff, a thing for Jeff Goldblum. Jeff I love it. Goldblum. Like, I know. Are you taking notes and writing that down? Oh, God. Whenever I post these, I have to put up tags just, just so I can, if someone were to search your name in Jeff Goldblum, this yes, episode. Yes, I hope that comes up. And I hope somebody like photoshops us together romantically have you ever met him no but i would love to i just love the way he talks there's something he would love you i would worship him uh, he really i think he would totally get you because i totally get him oh i would hope so you're just playing i love everything you're saying right now have you met him no how do you know then you can just I mean, guess. He seems he's your same type of person. Yeah. He's very funny. Yeah. And he gets the joke. Gets the joke. But he also seems kind. I don't and find him attractive like, at all. I do. Oh, but I do think he's smart and funny and kind. Ah. Good old Which Jeff. I was he's shocked so by that. I didn't know about how it was such a popular I had person. no idea that that he was so, like, I, I, I really do think that that it was the Jurassic Park. I time. think you're right. I think that there's something about <laughs> like this coming of age, and like it was a kind of scary movie, and there's that transfer of arousal thing. I think I you're think, right. I think that did it because and I think every smart. woman. Yes, it's like <laughs> if if you are a nerdy woman who is who was like coming of age during the Jurassic Park 1 era. Yeah, the original. You have a Jeff Goldblum fetish. 
Mm-hmm. I'll call it a fetish. I don't care. Okay. I don't know why I didn't get it though, because um, that was the first movie I ever went to with a boy. And huh. even though I was like 13 or something, that was the first time I had even held a hand oh, or anything. Zeus. And so you would think that would have happened. I, I was probably yeah. distracted. I know? think so. I think yeah. like maybe did you feel for strongly for him? Your, the your, boy? Yeah. Heck yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. I think there may be a little like transfer arousal there. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Movie. Those dinosaurs yeah. like, I was They're like, like scared. Yeah. Adrenaline. Yeah, adrenaline's pumping. You don't know if your heart's beating fast because of the T-Rex or of like Tommy. Do you even so, remember <laughs> Do you even remember the first boy you you held hands with? It was probably oh, like when you were 4 or something. Held hands with? Yeah. Uh I had a lot of crushes on boys, but they were often like older boys. Like we would go so we would go to Italy for the like summer with oh, my mom okay. and I I could remember The world I is your oyster. A big crush on one of the children of my mom's like college friend that like Did you touch him at all? I think his name was Mateo. Oh my god. And I did not do anything. Mm-hmm. I probably wrote about it in my journal. Yeah. Dear diary. Yes. Mateo S. Yeah. Dreamy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my God. These guys, these Italian boys were so cute to me. So, and I remember he was like 13 and I was probably like nine or 10. I was like, I don't have a chance. And then the most, one of the most embarrassing moments of my life that I don't even oh, think no. anybody knows about oh gosh, like I, it could be one of those things where everybody knew and nobody said anything yeah or nobody You've knew been just and it keeping was fine. It inside. so we were on a field trip like a, a some outing it was like my mom's like 20th anniversary or, or reunion for her international studies school that she went to in Florence and so we're like on this bus tour with the other Pair, like it's like you know people on their 20th anniversary or, or 20th reunion so they're like parents and kids so now it's like people my kids my age and their parents were like all walking along the beach we had just gone to lunch somewhere we we're walking along the beach and i had to pee so bad but there was no place to go to the bathroom so we were i pretended to trip and fall in the ocean oh, and then Lord. i just sat there and let the waves crash on me and was like, oh, can you believe I just fell? And I no. The whole time. I was peeing. <sighs> I like fake. At the time, did you think this ocean. was effective? Were you like, yeah, yes. hold those idiots. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to wet my pants. I might as well wet my pants in the water. I think you did the right thing, actually. I think I did, too. I mean, yeah, what let's else was reclaim like, this. What, really, what I should have done has been like, BRB and ran into the bushes and pulled my pants down. But then I was you like too so scared young, somebody though. was going to see me. Like, yeah, it was like too I think much. you did the right thing. And so I, I – nobody has ever said like, hey, you smell like pee that day. Or like you fell into the ocean, but we all knew you peed. So I think maybe I got away with it. Yeah. But it's one I of those so where too. like I, somebody else at this time quirky. may be telling a story about – that girl. weird girl who then ended up on television. <laughs> pissed herself. Who her pants and everybody knew. In front and we of all everyone. got on a bus afterwards. And I'm like in salty in pee clothes. Pee clothes. 
<laughs> I love it. I don't know, but there's there's probably one of my, my more embarrassing moments. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that because Sarah is going to go record one of her other podcasts. She has like That's 50 right. by now. One and million. I know this is an abbreviated episode, but you know what? It was quality, not quantity, I'm saying. That's right. And, we, you know, I feel like we we checked the box of talking about the previous challenge shows. Yeah. Which... Because I feel like we do a lot of challenge talk in our um, like live Q and A. That's true. We so gotta give something we, we, to the right. So yeah, we right. just like took care of the challenge episodes, and now what do we? And what episodes ep- are we doing next? Okay, so probably like thirty-seven or something, maybe in that region. Yeah, man. After the challenge cold calls. Okay. Yeah. So tune in for that, everybody. We'll see, see you next, next time. time.